Happy Friday. Happy fuckery Friday. Happy December 1st. Happy 25 days until Christmas. For today's fuckery Friday, I think we should talk about the fuckery that is Rebecca Hill, the clerk of court for Colleton County, aka the woman in all of the hot water right now because she might single-handedly be the reason that Alec Murdoch gets a second trial for the double murders of his wife and son. And regardless of how you feel about Alec Murdoch's culpability in the murder of his wife and son, if even one of the things that they are alleging that Rebecca Hill has done, she actually did, and in my opinion, based on that shitty-ass book she wrote, um, I I think she did, then he deserves a second trial because we have to hold the system accountable. So today we are going to get into her asking the ethics board if she could write that shitty-ass book, them basically telling her, fuck no, and her writing it anyways. Oof. We're going to talk about the complaint to the ethics board that was submitted on her, and we're going to talk about her son getting arrested the day before Thanksgiving for wiretapping. So let's get into it. On May 2nd, 2023, it appears that the ethics board for the state of South Carolina replied to Rebecca Hill and her inquiry for an informal opinion request. It reads as follows. Dear Miss Hill, thank you for your request for an informal opinion from the State Ethics Commission. An informal opinion is the opinion of commission staff taking into consideration any applicable formal opinions, law, and or judicial decisions. Please be advised that an informal opinion is not binding on the commission. Additionally, the commission's jurisdiction is limited to the applicability of the ethics, Government Accountability and Campaign Reform Act of 1991. This opinion is based solely on the facts relayed by you and does not supersede any other statutory or regulatory restrictions or procedures which may apply to this situation. A failure to disclose relevant information may void the opinion. Issue. In an email dated April 28, 2023, you submitted the following relevant information. Good morning, Courtney. My name is Rebecca Hill, and I am the clerk of court in Colleton County. I have a question about the writing of a book by a clerk of court about the process of trial from beginning to end, focusing on the process itself, the history of it, and of course, the high-profile cases that South Carolina has had. What would be the ethic procedures behind this? Law. Section 813700A states in relevant part, no public employee may knowingly use his official employment to obtain an economic interest for himself, a family member, an individual with whom he is associated, or a business with which he is associated. This prohibition does not extend to the incidental use of public material, personnel, or equipment subject to or available for a public employee's use that does not result in additional public expense. Section 8-13-720 provides, in relevant part, no person may offer to pay 
to a public employee, and no public employee may solicit or receive money in addition to that received by the public employee in his official capacity for advice or assistance given in the course of his employment as a public employee. Section 8-13-130 defines official capacity as activities which arise because of the position held by the public official, public member, or public employee, involve matters which fall within the official responsibility of the agency, the public official, the public member, or the public employee, and are services the agency would normally provide for and for which the public official, public member, or public employee would be subject to expense reimbursement by the agency with which the public official, public member, or public employee is associated. Section 8-13-123 defines official responsibility as the direct administrative or operating authority, whether intermediate or final, and whether exercisable personally or through subordinates to approve, disapprove, or otherwise direct government action. Section 8-13-725 provides in relevant part, a public employee may not use or disclose confidential information gained in the course of or by reason of his official responsibilities in a way that would affect an economic interest held by him, a member of his immediate family, an individual with whom he is associated, or a business with which he is associated. A public employee may not willfully examine or aid and abet in the willful examination of a tax return of a taxpayer, a worker's compensation record, a record in connection with health or medical treatment, social services records, or other records of an individual in the possession of or within the access of a public department or agency if the purpose of the examination is improper or unlawful. Section 8-13-107 defines confidential information as information, whether transmitted orally or in writing, which is obtained by reason of the public position or office held and is of such nature that it is not at the time of transmission a matter of public record or public knowledge. Discussion. Under Section 8-13-720 of the Ethics Act, a public employee is prohibited from receiving extra compensation for the performance of duties that she would be expected to undertake in her official capacity. To determine whether the proposed outside employment is permissible, analysis of the term official capacity is required. There is a three-pronged definition of this term in the Ethics Act, and all three of these elements must be present for the outside employment to be considered within a public employee's official capacity. Here, you must consider the following questions. Does the opportunity for the activity arise as a result of your position as clerk of court? Is the subject matter of the work something within your official responsibility? Is this type of work something that the clerk of court's office would normally perform and for which you could receive expense reimbursement for by the clerk of court's office? If the answers to all, and it's in caps, all, of these questions are yes, then writing the book would be within your official capacity and it would be impermissible for you to receive compensation for writing the book. In the opinion of commission staff, it seems unlikely that writing a book would fall within your official responsibilities as clerk of court. However, you will have to make that ultimate determination based on your official duties and the guidelines offered above. If the answer to any 
of the above questions is no, then the work is not within your official capacity and you may receive compensation for authoring the book so long as you adhere to the commission's guidelines on off-duty employment. In prior advisory opinions, the commission has advised that a public employee may engage in outside employment so long as no public materials or equipment are utilized except incidental use resulting in no cost to the state as allowed by Section 8-13-700A, and two, such work is engaged in on the employee's own time. The work does not interfere with the needs of the agency, and the public position is not utilized to obtain or continue the employment. Finally, please be advised that you are prohibited from using any confidential information, as that term is defined in Section 8-13-107. In furtherance of your own economic interest, if you have questions about whether a particular piece of information is considered confidential under the Ethics Act, please do not hesitate to seek guidance. Thank you for contacting the Commission. Sincerely, Courtney Laster. Basically, they're saying, I mean, under these guidelines, you can write it, but also under these guidelines, you can't, and you probably shouldn't, but... You decide for yourself. I mean, we're kind of telling you yes, kind of telling you no, you know, but obviously we know she wrote that shitty ass book anyways. So then on June 26th, 2023, a complaint to the South Carolina Ethics Commission is turned in on none other than Rebecca Hill herself. And we've got a copy of it and it reads as follows. This is a written statement of redacted regarding the unethical behavior of the Colleton County Clerk of Court, Rebecca Hill. Hill is the elected clerk of court and was in office at the time of the Murdoch trial. Since the beginning of the trial, Hill has utilized her authority, the Colleton County Courthouse and taxpayers' money outside the scope of routine court business. Through interviews with various media sources, Hill admits she planned to write a book as soon as she discovered Murdoch would be adjudicated in Colleton County. Hill also used her position to make contracts prior to trial that could assist her in this endeavor. These admissions can be discovered in local news sources and social media posts. During the Murdoch trial, Hill used her political position and authority to obtain confidential information and digital images of the defendant and others during the trial. At the conclusion of the trial, Hill was interviewed by members of Netflix and was responsible for releasing unredacted body camera footage. On the second anniversary of the Murdoch murders, June 9, 2023, Hill appeared in a news article on WalterboroughLive.com. In this article, she acknowledged the release of her book, Behind the Doors of Justice. In this article, Hill claims the book will detail interactions with Murdoch, attorney tensions, witnesses, and jurors. I submit that releasing this information to the public could have adverse effect in upholding the conviction of Murdoch in the event of an appeal. It is well known Hill allows guided tours of the Colleton County Courthouse during normal business hours for quote-unquote donations. This information has been made on Facebook posts. In some of the posts, several citizens are seen posing for pictures in the holding cell Murdoch occupied during the trial. 
Hill tells attendees the donations are to replace the front windows of the courthouse. It is also known a male tourist wrote a check to Colleton County in the amount of $100 as a donation for a tour. Hill later ordered a staff member to alter the check by striking through Colleton County and adding her name to the check. Hill then deposited the check into her personal bank account. The donations are unaccounted for as there are no receipts being issued and it is unknown what financial institution and account the donations are being held in. On June 2, 2023, Hill permitted Hampton County author Michael DeWitt to promote, sell, and sign copies of his newly released book, Wicked Hampton County, inside the main courtroom of the Colleton County Courthouse during business hours. DeWitt posted this information on Facebook, and it was also published on BluffTonToday.com. In the post, DeWitt indicates, I will be selling and signing copies of Wicked Hampton County and talking about the South Carolina Low Country's rich but often wicked history this Friday, June 2nd, during tours of the Colleton County Courthouse from 9 a.m. to noon and from 2 to 4 p.m. and again on June 16th. Wicked Hampton County is already a bestseller among true crime new releases on Amazon, but this will be a great way to hear some of these wicked stories firsthand and meet the author along with CC Clerk of Court, Becky Bloom Hill and her staff. This post by DeWitt is demonstrative as it admits routine court business being interrupted on multiple days for several hours to permit Hill and her staff to interact with visitors while abandoning their duties and allowing the courthouse to be utilized for commerce. During these tours, Hill is also verbally promoting her book. Hill has also permitted her staff members to leave work before the close of business to allow members of Netflix to set up equipment in the courthouse for the purpose of an upcoming Netflix series. As of June 14, 2023, there was a post in the Facebook group Murdoch Murders Case Discussion. In the post, there is a digital image of Alec Murdoch resting on a bed with a book inside a holding cell. This post was uploaded by Melissa Gordon, photographer of Behind the Walls of Justice. Gordon stated this image was taken from the security camera monitor during the deliberations and minutes before Murdoch's conviction. This shows Becky Hill permitted Gordon unimpeded access to the Colleton County Courthouse and facilitated her in taking digital images that no other citizen was permitted to have. Gordon was also allowed into the courthouse every day of the trial, even though it was admitted there was a limited amount of seating for spectators and that entrance was permitted on a first-come, first-served basis. In the post, there was a link to additional images. When the reader clicks on the link, it takes the reader to the Behind the Doors of Justice website where Hill's book can be purchased. As the days pressed and Hill continued to participate in interviews with multiple sources, she admitted to formulating a plan to write her book when she heard the trial would be held in Colleton County. She also admitted to meeting Melissa Gordon at the beginning of the trial and discovered she was a photographer. Gordon was soon hired to be the photographer of Hill's book. This information can be found by listening to the podcast Impact of Influence, episode 130, 
a behind-the-scenes look at the Murdoch trial. During the Murdoch trial, clerk of court Rebecca Hill has unethically and potentially unlawfully used her political office to obtain and release confidential information. She has used her office and misallocated funds to promote her book and the book written by Michael DeWitt. Hill has neglected the office of clerk of court to take several trips to promote her book and to meet with Netflix to secure her position in the upcoming series. Hill's actions have displayed she is unfit to hold the office of clerk of court. Respectfully redacted name. The tea was scalding hot and piping in that complaint. But wait, there's more because like everything else with the Murdoch murders, it is the gift that just keeps on fucking giving, okay? So the day before Thanksgiving, Rebecca Hill's son, Jeffrey Hill, gets arrested for fucking wiretapping. The warrant for his arrest reads as follows. On or about July 20th, 2023, so the same fucking day that his mother's book was released, the same day, okay? Just want to make sure that's fucking established. The same damn day. Does anyone think that that is a coincidence? Hail to the naw. But I digress. While in the city of Walterboro and the county of Colleton, the defendant, Jeffrey Colton Hill, knowingly committed the offense of wiretapping in violation of South Carolina law, in that the defendant did willfully and feloniously intercept electronic phone communications between the victims redacted and redacted. On this date, the defendant was employed as the Colleton County Information Technology Director and misused his position to unlawfully intercept and listen to the conversations between the victims. A search warrant was obtained for the phone records, which confirmed that the conversation was recorded by IP address redacted, which was assigned to the defendant's computer. The defendant was not a party to the communications, and neither victim was aware that they were being recorded, nor had they given consent for their conversations to be recorded, this being in violation of Section 17-30-20 South Carolina Code of Laws, SLED Case Number 31-23-0092. And then, Rebecca Hill's cell phone was seized by agents of SLED in connection with the inquiry into her son for wiretapping. So, very much like the Murdoch saga, it is very much seeming like a family affair for the Hills. Allegedly, supposedly, I don't know shit about fuck. Now, it is no secret that I have read Rebecca Hill's shitty-ass book. I've done a podcast on it. I've done lives on TikTok and YouTube about it. Like, I read the shitty-ass book, and I think it's a shitty-ass book. I cannot stress enough how shitty I think that fucking book is. And I think it's a shitty-ass book for a multitude of reasons, none of which are relevant today. The point is, a ton of us watched the Murdoch trial, and we all remember the eggs fiasco with Rebecca Hill. And it is more than well established that you can't fucking talk to jurors. Everybody fucking knows that. There's no excuse for somebody to do that. Everyone fucking knows that well-established rules okay kids know that and a woman that was a court reporter for 14 fucking years and an elected clerk of court fucking knows that yet she thought she was special i guess because she felt like she could talk to eggs about this alleged facebook post which since then 
The defense has said that that post was fake, never happened, and Eggs' ex-husband has provided his Facebook to the defense to prove that he never made that post, yet Eggs got dismissed for it anyways, which pisses me off because this woman knows that she can't talk to jurors. She fucking knows that. And yet we know for a fact, this is a fact, that she talked to Eggs, which caused that whole fiasco during the trial, and all she got was that... <clears throat> Becky, you know better. You can't do that, girl. Can't do that. Shame on you. No, ma'am. And that was it. That was it. That pissed me the fuck off. So knowing for a fact that she did talk to eggs when she knew she was not allowed to do that and did it anyways and got away with it, I was very curious about her book, which I was not going to read until the defense came out with their whole thing talking about all these allegations and I'm like well we know that she talked to eggs so I am curious I read the whole book and I'll be honest with you y'all know this we've talked about it I think the book only validates what is being said about her now and the accusations being made about her now I think her book in my opinion validates those accusations the message that I'm trying to get across on this lovely wonderful fuckery friday is that the fuckery surrounding this woman is ironic as hell, considering allegedly, supposedly, in my personal opinion, this woman's claim to fame is calling out, dog-walking, dragging the fuck out of the Murdochs, saying that they believed the rules applied to we, not thee. Meanwhile, this woman is very much giving that she herself thinks the rules apply to we, not thee. And with that, it's very much giving pick me. It's very much giving oops, I did it again and got caught, allegedly, supposedly. It's giving payday. It's giving clout chasing hussy, allegedly, supposedly, in my opinion. It's giving shameless. It's giving my hero is another person that will shamelessly do whatever it takes to make money off of covering the Murdochs. Allegedly, supposedly, I don't know shit about fuck. Not talking about anybody in particular either, you know? And it's hard out here in today's economy. Ethics and morals have got to go out the window to make that money, honey. Y'all know this. And for those of y'all that can't tell, I'm obviously being fucking sarcastic. You damn well better have some morals and ethics if you are covering true crime, either professionally for a news source or on social media, you better have some fucking morals and ethics. If you are working in the criminal justice system, period, you better have some fucking morals and ethics. And if you are going to be a fucking elected official whose salary is paid for by hard-earned taxpayer dollars, you are expected to have a standard of morals and ethics and fucking show them. And if you don't have them and you can't even so much as pretend to have them, you have no fucking business talking about true crime, working in true crime, or being an elected official full stop. I will die on that hill. I can't stand shit like this. It sends me. It is what is wrong with our criminal justice system. There's a lot of shit wrong with it. But having people in a position of power that cannot act right is a large contributing factor to issues in society, specifically the criminal justice system. Same goes for mainstream media 
and social media content creators and God, the people in the fucking comment sections of social media that think they can just say whatever the fuck they want to. And if you're listening to this and you're like, is she talking about me? I can say whatever the fuck I want to on social media. Who the fuck is she to say that? She's a social media content creator. She's making this fucking podcast. Newsflash. If you don't think it applies to you, then you shouldn't be offended by it. But if you're offended by it, that's because you think it applies to you. And if you think it applies to you, then you think it applies to you for a reason. And maybe you should take a pre-K pause for some self-reflection because you cannot just say whatever the fuck you want to on social media, y'all. And then as it applies to this fuckery Friday and the fuckery that is Rebecca Hill, we have the worst of both worlds that have collided. We have a woman that is an elected official in an elevated power of position who has now gone to mainstream media and social media and caused this fuckery whirlwind. <clears throat> anyway, let me shut the fuck up and stop ranting. Um, That's it for this fuckery Friday. I can absolutely not wait to get the details about who the fuck Jeffrey Hill was wiretapping and eavesdropping in on and why he was doing that. And if it's in relation to his mother's book that came out the same day and what the hell she's up to and if anything that she's alleged to have done is actually true, I cannot wait to see this unfold. And that concludes this Fuckery Friday situation. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for all the love and support. I love you all. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your Friday and I will see you guys later on.